0: 25 to 7 on taking care of business on Rise FM with Zingisachirwa and Wandile Mazibuko. Now an attorney who specializes in consumer law has reported several companies in the timeshare and holiday club industry to the Payments Association of South Africa for alleged abuse of the payment system. Trudy Brookman says she has cancelled more than 440 timeshare contracts on behalf of consumers, yet many continue to have their bank accounts debited months after calling, rather should I say, cancelling their contracts. Now Brookman says in the absence of a contract, these companies have no right to debit clients' accounts. Intentionally doing so constitutes fraud. <laughs> so, Wandile, maybe just a the conversation, how exactly does Timeshare work? Yeah,
1: think so, this has been around for quite some time. Like you quite correctly point out, I mean, um, it's been popular for obviously... Um, The last three or four decades Um, And and basically how it works Is that it's it's a shared ownership model um, Of a particular property Um, And usually it's these holiday properties that you find next to the beach or wherever the case might be um, where some of these people would obviously pay in order to use it at a later stage. You know, it's got its own rules and regulations in terms of how these people would actually pay for it. Um, And it can be applied to, like I said, you know, different property types as well, you know, Mm. such as your vacation resorts, which are the more popular ones. Uh, It can also apply to your uh, apartments. Uh, It can also apply to your campgrounds as well um so people obviously pay this amount of money in order then to say i'm booking a week where I can make use um, of this particular property in itself. So I need to also emphasize, you know, for the benefit of the listeners that owning a timeshare is not the same as owning that particular vacation property outright. You Mm -hmm. know, So you don't have a right, for instance, uh, to make any kind of changes or improvements to the property directly. Instead, obviously, you would have a timeshare management company that becomes ultimately responsible for the maintenance and obviously the cleaning and any improvements that might need to be done as well. And also quite important to point out is, that that management company that manages that particular timeshare, they're the ones that are actually the custodians of the rules and the regulations around that particular property (laughs) as well. (laughs) No, you don't do that. I mean, there are rules and and, and people book and and that's where it becomes, you know, because everybody wants to go on holiday in December, December, for instance, you know, and, and, and if there's a whole lot of you, multiple, uh, purchase owners and obviously it becomes extremely difficult for you to get it during that time that 's why sometimes you 'll find uh, people make use of it off season so to speak mm-hmm. um, and 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 that 's when they actually get to enjoy that particular time, especially those people that are able to take a holiday for instance when the when schools have closed you know i 've known of people taking holidays during that time and making use of this particular timeshare scheme as well so timeshare basically meaning that uh, you pay each and every single month for the use of the Property at a future date but you don't own It outright
0: so generally how do These timeshare management Companies solicit clients Look, it depends. Mm-hmm. Um, you
1: know, I've seen a lot of advertisements um, around this, especially in uh, some newspapers you would f- actually find advertisements. Um, you'd also find a lot of advertisements online, uh, which has been the preferred uh, platform um, to be able to advertise these particular initiatives as well. Um, it's quite, you know, um, you know, sometimes when you, when you go online because you're not interested in the timeshare, you might not take note of it. Yeah. But I think after our discussion today, Zingisa, a lot of people actually know, just these kind of pop-up screens coming up and saying, "Are you interested in, uh, for instance, buying some timeshare in a holiday destination?" And South Africa's got very beautiful holiday destinations that obviously people are interested in actually staying in you know, or taking their families for that well-deserved time mm. uh, off from their busy schedules.
0: Now I've heard of some people, but see, they get solicited telephonically as well. Yeah. So now, now let's just say that you've had this phone call. Mm-hmm. And they're telling you about this timeshare, wherever. Mm -hmm. um, And you agree. Is there a need then to then sign paperwork after the fact? Yeah. Look,
1: it depends on the kind of person that you are. I mean, we've, you know, selling any kind of service or any kind of product has reached a point in, in South Africa where contracts can obviously be, um, agreed upon uh, telephonically and I think the most obvious um, example of that is uh, financial products that get sold over the phone yeah. uh, with a lot of disclosures as well um so South Africans have become used to actually obviously agreeing to certain terms and conditions um on sale over the over the is over, it over binding, the. Phone. Though? yeah I mean it's binding because obviously they do inform me that it's on a recorded line mm-hmm. uh, and again you know whether anybody's selling a timeshare or any kind of product you've got the right to be able to request that recording um, so that you understand exactly what you've actually signed yourself into and, and there must be material disclosures and material terms and conditions in any sale agreement that comes with that I'm a bit old fashioned um, uh, Zunisa I'm the kind of person that prefers um, seeing paper um, I'm the kind of person that prefers seeing agreement coming through my email so that I can Thoroughly interrogate the particular Agreement and be able to understand because Sometimes speaking to somebody over the Phone you might miss a few certain yeah. things that They've said and maybe misunderstood what They've said as well and that in itself Can get you into a whole lot of trouble when you Discover um, that maybe there aren't Any many exit clauses to the agreement That you've actually undertaken as well
0: mm. Now we are still taking care of Business on Rise FM Sachiro, and One day we were talking about Timeshare and some of the abuses experienced Within that sector now um, for those that want to discontinue maybe you now is on a tree I'm gonna use uh um, so you obviously want to cancel this contract. Yeah. Uh, how do you opt
1: out? Look, I've heard of, on, on many occasions of people signing lifetime contracts around some of these uh, timeshare agreements and mm-hmm. I think in itself if you look at the Consumer Protection Act um, you know, it does sort of um, set out some, some pretty strict conditions about signing lifetime contracts. Any contract you sign must have some kind of cancellation clause, must have some kind mm-hmm. of exit clauses when it comes to that so that you, as a consumer, and your rights are obviously protected. Now, in in terms of South African law, um, there's no such thing as a lifetime contract, for instance, as you in said. Obviously, in our country, um, the maximum period for a fixed term contract is usually 24 months. Um, and and additionally, before you sign a contract, the the suppliers well must inform you of those of the cancellation policy of that particular contract. So that should you want to cancel the contract, um, then you are able to do so. Yeah. And more often than not, any kind of contract that you would sign, you must be given at least 20 days to be able to change your mind around those particular contracts as well um, so yes it is possible for you to get out of that contract um, if you feel that maybe affordability has become an issue um or you know, know, those yeah because there must be and, and maybe you don't you, you've changed your mind you know mm. um, so i think it becomes very important that if you've entered into these contracts uh do consult a legal uh, professional um, who will obviously take you through some of these things as well but the consumer protection act as uh, things that does provide you some kind of relief um in terms of being able to, um, uh, to to get out of this as well um, and, and, and obviously I mean there's been some revisions uh, in the past as well and um, you know uh, in terms of these particular contracts um, I do know that for instance there's a property time-sharing Act um, which obviously in, does uh, make sure that these companies that are selling you this timeshare they do disclose the information in terms of how you'd be able to get out of the contract and they must inform you as well um, under what specific conditions that might be. Mm.
0: Now, we obviously started off this conversation with uh, the story about an attorney who basically is taking on some of these timeshare companies Mm -hmm. because of people continuing to debit people's accounts despite the fact that there have been some cancellations. Yeah. So, many clients have complained about this. Mm -hmm. I mean... It is illegal, isn't yes. it? Yes, yeah. so
1: because I'm saying to you, please do not debit my account. Now, I'm not interested in this particular product and I would, I'm wishing to discontinue. Um, and, and, and if you continue debiting my account, I mean, I would also imagine that this is uh, in itself quite illegal as well. Yeah. But also are, there, are, there are some remedies there to that as well. I mean, if you, if you own a South African bank account, you can contact your bank, for instance, where you do put a stop um, to set certain debit orders going off your account. Um, But I do know that some of these companies get intelligent about those things. They because change like one they number. They change like or one number in, mm. in that particular code so that they can continue deducting as well. Then you keep on playing that cat and mouse <laughs> uh, game with them as well. And obviously, you know, cancelling debit orders is never ideal because yeah, it does obviously it, it impact. It still
0: impacts your money, like it, your finances.
1: It, 100%. Mm. It impacts on the costs of reversing that debit order. It also impacts on your behavior as a person who's able to to pay their obligations mm,
0: So now you've obviously spoken about Recourse that you can take But I mean beyond that Some of us mm-hmm. And then on top of that Not all of us have an ac- access to an attorney mm. So where do we go? Yeah,
1: um, luckily um, uh, Zingisa as well is that obviously you know just like any other products that you would buy for instance in uh, in, in South Africa, um, there is an ombudsman um, the Consumer Goods and Services Ombudsman which mm-hmm. is basically set up and it's a free service by the way because not all of us can afford an attorney like you quite currently point out um, and this ombudsman as uh, Zingisa has been set up uh, to uphold the Consumer Protection Act so you can have a look then at the complaints process of that particular ombudsman especially for more information in terms of how You'd go about it Um, And and, and again If you can afford uh, Some kind of legal advice Mm. I would also then suggest That coupled with Approaching the the Consumer goods And services ombudsman That you should obviously uh, Have a legal professional If you can afford it To have a look at The merits of your case And obviously In any case Then if that person Is able to represent you In court So that you can recoup some of the The costs that maybe You might have suffered As a result of these people Continuing to debit Your account
0: Mm, It's quarter to seven On taking care of Business on Rise Affairs as we talk about timeshare and timeshare abuses you mentioned the consumer protection act earlier mm-hmm. um and i just want to find out um what does it specifically have to say about these type of abuses yeah. We've, mm,
1: Look, uh, I mean the Consumer Protection Act for all intended uh, purposes as, in as I, has been set up in South Africa specifically um, to protect uh, consumers against unscrupulous uh, marketing practices or illegal practices uh, as well or um, any kind of complicated contract um, or, or something that would be misleading um, that is not obviously in compliance then, uh, with, with, with the law. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I would basically say that that particular Consumer Protection Act um, obviously does tell us that we do have some form of recourse, especially where we feel um, that we've been misled or we've been unfairly treated um, and and, and we are able then to obviously prove that that is the case or we have been given insufficient insufficient information with regards to that particular product that has been sold. Mm. Um, So the Consumer Protection Act is very, very, very clear and and not only based on this particular timeshare product as well, anything that you would purchase as, as goods and services in South Africa, the Consumer Protection Act is there specifically to be able to protect you against these kind of practices as well. So it's very clear um, with regards to that because more often than not if you look at some of these agreements, especially when it comes to timeshare, people put in these terms and conditions in very small letters yeah. uh, and sometimes, you know, uh, even when they're talking to you on the phone, you know, they rush through these terms and conditions without actually um, explaining the legalistic terms that are there uh, within that. And, and you might, you know, sometimes, you know, people feel shy uh, to ask questions and say, but what does that mean? So Um, So, I I would also suggest, you know, that people have a look at some of these contracts. You do have 20 days, even if you've agreed to a contract to be able to change your mind and be able to cancel it, and especially if there are certain things that you don't understand within that contract as well. So, um, that's the remedy that um, the Consumer Protection Act actually affords you, especially if you felt that you've been misled, if you've been unfairly treated, if you've been given insufficient disclosure, um, and, 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 and so on and so forth. And obviously... Also, again, it does give you the right to be able to then, um, or gives the right to the person that's selling you the product uh, to be able to say, what is the exit clause? What is the cancellation clause that you can actually go mm, through mm. Um, in order to get out of this particular contract? Because, like I said earlier on, um, some of these things, you know, they sell them as these lifetime contracts. But, like I said, there's no such thing as a lifetime they? contract in South Africa.
0: Mm. Mm. And these kind of issues, and the Consumer Protection Act.
1: I think, I mean, um, for me, you know um, and, and again, I stand to be corrected yeah. Lisa, because I'm not a, um, uh, I'm not in the legal profession, um, but I mean, if I look at it, if somebody keeps on debiting my account yeah, sure. against my wishes um, I look at it as, as somebody that's stealing, you mm-hmm. know, and um, that person is, is obviously taking something that I haven't agreed to, um, and, and, and ultimately, um, if, you know obviously the South African police services have got the capacity to investigate these particular things, and they should investigate because it is a form of theft, um, and it is a form of fraud as well if somebody continues to debit my account without my authorization.
0: Mm. Yeah, the, it's something interesting that you said earlier. And it, Lindale, I was once solicited telephonically for one or other thing, and, it has. Mm. and I kept asking, Can you email me the paperwork? What's yeah. It's ABC 123. Mm.
1: That's true And, and remember that The call center agent That is talking to you Gets paid on commission And more often than not Most of them don't get What you call a basic salary mm. So they get incentivized In actually making sure That you actually take the sale So some of the things That they tell you over the phone Might not Might sound great When they, they present it to you um, But sometimes It might not be a reality um, I also become very cautious When somebody says to me They can't actually Email me some of the things That but they've mentioned But don't But
0: don't, me that after. But don't mm. Well, after,
1: after you've agreed, mm-hmm. I think that's a bit unfair because if I'm buying something, I must be actually be able to see exactly what I'm purchasing and understand exactly what I'm purchasing. And I think it's very much unfair that somebody wouldn't agree at least to then give you an opportunity to have a look at um, what they are proposing mm-hmm. for you to be able to purchase, Nisa. <laughs> Yeah, I I completely agree with you. But I think it's quite sad in terms of what's happened now. But I'm glad that um, this gentleman, Trudy Brookman, is obviously looking at some of these timeshare agreements as well and is able to assist some of the people (laughs)
0: there.